See, we're about to have some good content for the cold open, and you say some stuff like that. All right. Do you still don't think we got a cold open from that? No, I think we do. I could I could pick apart something right there. You could splice something. Yeah. Or maybe it's just not a super long cold open. Maybe us struggling to find a cold open because we're out of sync is the cold open. That's a per like just the, literally how we started. Meta. Seeing, literally how we started the, started doing cold opens. We were just like, so how do we do this? That was our first one. That was our first cold open. Was us trying to figure out how to do how to do a cold open. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back finally to season two of the Orange Overalls podcast presented by Central Spirit. My name is Weston, in case you forgot who was talking right now. I am currently sitting on a Zoom call with my good friend, Mr. Nicholas Villarreal. How you doing, man? Doing well. How are you? It's nice to be back for season two. We didn't get canceled. That's they did not good. get canceled. They did not pull funding, quote unquote funding. What funding? <laughs> Considering we're all we're using um, equipment we have procured ourselves. We are actually using Clemson University Zoom. So, yes, I guess I guess we can call it that. Fun, call that the funding. That's our funding, right? But uh, we're we're glad to be back for season two. Yes, I'm excited. It should be a fun year. Where sports are back to normal. Sports are back to normal. This is so, not exactly how I thought we would. Uh, when we started recording the first season, um, I didn't think this is where you and I would be starting the recording of season two either. All right. So for those new listeners, explain what you mean. So we neither of us are in Clemson right now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're not even close to Clemson either. I am a nine-hour drive. And I'm a 14-hour drive. And... What you will hear, listeners, what y'all will hear is everyone will call me Tex because I am from Texas. Right. I guess if, I there's guess any new list, if there's any new listeners, maybe new freshmen or new Central Spirit members. But I am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I am Weston and I currently have no nickname, but I seem to be spending more time in the state of Texas than the man who's named after the state. Weston is currently in my hometown of Dallas, Texas. I am in Dallas, um, or Plano, if you really want to get technical, but no one knows where Plano is. There's going to be one listener out there that knows where Plano is. Yes, and props to that one listener that knows. Shout out Weston's mom. Shout shout out my mom. Yes, exactly. I guarantee you she'll listen. She'll actually probably say something like, oh, I'm so glad y'all started recording again. Anyways, we do this every time. Let's talk about sports. So season two. Well, well, first of all, we're back. We're back. Season two. We're excited. You roll out this little bit. Um, What's coming up? So this year, we're going to start off hot, honestly. Two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. because it's football season. We go to Clemson. It's a Clemson podcast. Football is what we're all about. The Orange Overalls, the name of the podcast, comes from the orange overalls that we wear in Central Spirit on the field at football games. So we'll have one episode strictly dedicated to football. 
because we don't want to drown the rest of the sports out. So every other sport's going to have – we'll talk about soccer, volleyball, all of our fall sports. Even we got we got crew coming up mm-hmm. or with rowing, I guess it's called. Um, I think that's coming up. the correct term. So we'll talk about all of that in one episode, and then we'll have one episode strictly football. We'll talk about Clemson football, you know, just general college football. So look forward to two shows a week. Yes, and that is something we wanted to get to. Um, I think actually now with us not being in Clemson, it allows for a little bit more freedom with that because, yes, we have work and things, but we do not have an 8 a.m. class. (laughs) Don't have homework. Don't have homework. Currently, I think this is this is probably the latest actually that we've ever recorded a show. This is probably the latest. It probably is probably by a significant margin too. Ten thirty Eastern, nine thirty where I'm at. That would be central. That is central. Yes, I, I mean whatever. We have to get technical there, but yeah. So we will be doing two episodes a week, like you said. College football one because it's fun to talk about college football. Um, and then God, the other I love one, college football. I know we have we got a couple more sleeps. We are almost there. Um, but talking about that, um, we a, a, another little note at the end, especially with school year starting, a lot of new Central Spirit members, new freshmen. Um, if anyone is good at editing or producing podcasts or audio audio situations, I don't know what anything else besides a podcast would be strictly audio um or you think you might be just a good third mic to have on the show a little bit a little bit of extra color commentary i know tex seems to think he has that all all under lock but uh we, we could always use a different opinion on the show um let us know uh we'll, we'll talk about our socials like we always do at the end of the show um, or if you want to reach out to someone through central spirit or get straight in touch with us um we'd love to talk and, and see where things go yeah, but, welcome, welcome all the new Central Spirit members. Yeah, I hope absolutely. a lot of you are, hope a lot of you are listening. You know, you can learn some things, and you know, just hear the perspective from a bunch of Central Spirit guys. And what I like is all the central, all the new Central Spirit members aren't getting to meet you and I. No, but we should be at least good for a laugh, even if they don't but learn anything. This is your way of meeting us. Yes, we will be back in the spring. And so baseball, so I'm not working baseball next year. So I will be with Central Spirit watching baseball games. So it'll be it'll be you and there me go. hooting hollering out in left field. Oh, it's gonna get ugly. All right. So like always, we start the show with a specific segment. And I feel like since season two is starting, we can kind of start reusing traditions because we'll probably have a lot of different listeners. So where have you decided that we're gonna start with our tradition spotlight to begin the season? So our tradition spotlight is not a specific tradition, but it okay. is a shout out to our traditions director and everyone at Central Spirit, Ashton Cooper, our tradition director yep. at Central Spirit and just Central Spirit as a whole. They did what we hope to become a new tradition to start the school year off. And that was Tiger Traditions. So that was a day where all the new freshmen came, met in the amphitheater. We had the tiger came, the flags came, and they went over all of um, all these amazing traditions. You know, the alma mater, what the ring meant, all of a sudden the fight song, 
you know, what we yell, what we say, all these chants. So that is our quote unquote tradition spotlight for today. Tiger Ooh. rags. I saw they gave out, you know, yeah, just classics, huge, huge shout out to Ashlyn and everyone that put together an amazing tiger traditions by, you know, starting off on the right foot. So each week we're going to start doing tradition spotlights for you new listeners and we'll start overlapping some we did last year. Mm-hmm. We'll do a lot of football traditions. We can maybe tell you the backstory of, you know, how running down the hill came. Yep. Balloons. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, balloons. I know and Bryce has been working his butt off trying to get them back, but I don't think it's going to happen. You mean the anonymous member? Oh. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I was like, well, I was like, well I'm going to have to edit that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Huge shout out, Ashlyn. You did a fantastic job. And, um, and moving forward with traditions, if there is a tradition that you have heard about but don't know anything about, um, like I said, we're going to talk about our socials and ways to contact us. If there's one you want us to talk about, send it our way. We're always looking for some input, some feedback on what you want us to talk about because contrary to how we might sound sometimes, this show is not just about Tex and I hearing ourselves talk. We do like hearing ourselves talk. That, I mean, that, yes, that is true, but that's not what the show's about. Yeah. But it's about Clemson athletics and everything Clemson, mainly this episode, football. Weston, football is officially back. And this is the weird, the craziest thing. This is the season I've been the most excited for in a long time, other than like my freshman, our freshman year. Our freshman year when we went 15-0 and and won the national championship, 44-16. That, well, I guess I'm referring to the beginning of the season. Like they said, the excitement, the preseason excitement. This is this is probably second behind, right behind that, which is because freshmen and excited for, for the first year. And neither of us are there. It, it is weird. I like, will I'm be not, at three home games and same. one away. I will be at three, just three home games. Um, which ones are you? So you're going to – we've talked – obviously we've talked off air. You're going to Pittsburgh. Well, I'm going to – they're coming to me. Well, I guess you're – yes. So Clemson is coming to Pittsburgh. Yes, you will and go then I'm game. going to be at the last three games, Florida State, UConn, and Wake Forest. Okay, so I will be at shift, – shift that window of three back. So I'll be at BC for homecoming and then Florida State, UConn. Oh, so you're going to be at two games with me. Yes. So oh, I'm that's going, going to be exciting. So I'm going to be back for Florida State because that's ring ceremony, and I'm getting my ring this fall. Yes. Halloween. You you're getting your ring too. Yeah, because I graduated. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to sit through so many ceremonies this year. Wait, are you gonna go to it? Well, if you get it at the same time as someone else, then yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, but you know, you well, like. Does everyone I, get their ring at the same time? This year they do. Then yes, I'll be there. Is it? Your your special someone in your life? Yeah. Okay. Jake, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I'll be I'll be home for those three games. Um, if you don't know what the ring ceremony is and what the Clemson ring is all about, I'm sure that will be one of the first traditions we get to. Um, I don't know if we'll do a tradition every episode since we're doing two weeks. Um, since we're doing two weeks at it or two episodes a week, we might run out of traditions pretty quickly. Um, 
But we'll decide that from there. That's a that's a that's an off air conversation to be had. But yes, so All back right, to let's football. Get, let's get back to what we're actually here for. Right, football, American so, football, the pigs. American, team. yeah. So just a little just a little review of last year. Mm-hmm. Ten and two record. Sadly, two losses. One on the road against Notre Dame. Trevor Lawrence was out. Should have. We still should have won that game even without Trevor. But in that game against Ohio, we won't mention. So I, this year, I, we actually did talk about the Ohio State game uh, at dinner the other night, and I was like, I talked so much junk leading up to that Ohio State game. That was so bad, but we're gonna forget that. We're gonna we're gonna forget. We're gonna move on. That was last year. So going into this year, we are sitting at number three on the AP poll, which I like. Give us a little fuel. So we have a couple key losses. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence. Obviously. Travis Etienne and Amari Rogers would be, I would say, the biggest three. We'll have other ones. Cornell Powell's a big loss. Jackson's mm-hmm. a big loss on the O-line. What Cornell Powell turned into last year, definitely a big loss. Like, I don't think you could have said that before the season that he was like, you were going to miss him after his senior year because he hadn't played a whole lot. But after the season he had, yes, definitely a big loss. But we have a bunch of key returners. Yes. On defense, James Stowski, Nolan Turner. I said no, that so weird. Nolan J- Turner. Nolan's also one of the Nolan's one of those guys that when he first started, I didn't think he was going to be such a key part of our defense. Mm-hmm. He's one of those that's kind of really matured in the program. And then our D line, which we'll touch on later, but I want to keep returning for sure. Miles Murphy, Brian Breezy, Tyler Davis. And then Justin Ross is back, baby. Number eight is back on the field. He's not back from last year. He's back from two years ago when he had an amazing standout year as a freshman. Yep. So we're, so that's just a little, you know, bullet points, knock it off. Now let's get into it. Mm -hmm. What are we thinking going into this season, Weston? So. I think I think we're obviously being slept on. That's very apparent if you watched college college game day this past Saturday morning for week zero of college football. Um, not a single analyst on college game day had us winning a playoff game. Uh, about half of us had a, had the, had us not even making the playoff. They all um, think we're going to lose to Georgia, right? And then that will keep us out. Which I agree. If we lose to I Georgia, kind of, I kind of agree. If we lose to Georgia, it's going to be tough. We're going to have to win every game to have a shot at it. We're going to need a little help. I think if we lose to Georgia this weekend, we don't control our own destiny as far as getting to the playoff goes. The only way that we get to the playoff, or the best way to get to the playoff, if we end up losing to Georgia, is Miami beats Alabama this weekend. That, and then we also have to beat everybody we play for the rest of the season by 60. We just have to prove that we are. We're going to beat everybody by 30-plus after this week. Right. And maybe this week. Well, that's what I'm saying. We do do that every time, but I think in order to continue to prove a point, because we're one of those teams that usually pulls our starters in the third or fourth quarter because we're winning so bad, I think we just have to prove that, like, there's no competition for us but the best that's going to actually give us any kind of competition. Yeah. All right. So, so that, so that out of the way, I guess offense, we're getting slept on. We agree that. 
Right, for sure. Giving it the Roy, the Roy bus is in full effect. We love it though. For the, for those of you who don't realize, remember what the Roy bus is. That's the rest of y'all bus. That's a classic Dabo one liner. There's, oh, yeah. there's there's Alabama and Georgia and all these people, and then there's the rest of y'all bus. We're we're back on the rest of y'all bus. Please put us on it. Yes, uh, I even put though Spencer even, Rattler. Even though we won't be there for long because um, if we beat Georgia, beat we'll Georgia be number, by 15 and be the number one team in the nation. Well, whoever wins our game against Georgia is number one. Like, let's get that clear. Maybe. Why do you disagree? Let's let's talk about that now. Let's start, like. I All right. Know. We talk about that now. That Sure. I think let's say we beat Georgia by four, three. And Alabama beats Miami by 20. They're still going to be number one. Well, I, they probably will, even though I disagree on that. Like, like I can say that even if Georgia beats us by a small number. If Georgia, of if Georgia beats us by three, and Alabama beats Miami by twenty, Alabama is still going to be number one because of the Alabama effect. I the only if, they may look, or may, but and then if Oklahoma wins by sixty, they may stay at number two. I just think because, they love Spencer Rattler, which I don't get. That's weird. That's the how about that's the general college football talk. We'll get to that closer to the end of the show. Let's but back to Clemson football. What am I? What am I confident is what is the there's a point I see here on the notes. Um, I'm confident in DJ's ability to lead and play quarterback. That's that we he proved that in the Notre Dame game. That even in a moment's notice, he can step in and lead that lead a team to to the heights that he that he's expected to. That's yeah. that's well, I think, he had over think, 500 yards in that game as a true freshman. We knew he was coming to play, and he was it, here to stay in South Bend. That wasn't like it'll be that great. rhymed, by the way. It did. That was pretty good. You're a poet, and you didn't know. It. Nailed it. <laughs> Remember, this is an audio medium. We have to say things. We can't just stare at each other in the Zoom call. Awkward silence again. Anyways, so um, I think DJ is probably the biggest confident. I mean, that in the defensive line. In our, in our, in our I was going to say, my confidence is D-line. Like, when we when – we, my comments D line. I tell everyone and like and read all the books. You know, the the college football preview. Everything we have by far the best defensive line in the nation. It's not even close. Right, and it's almost. I would be willing to argue that it's close <laughs> to the Power Rangers. That is a bold, bold statement. I said this at the beginning of last season after watching him play for a few games. I think Miles Murphy, when it's all said and done, will be the best defensive lineman Clemson's ever had. Miles Murphy is the best ever. Better yes. than Brian Breezy. Yes, I think so. I think Brian Better Breezy. Than Christian gets, Wilkins. Yeah. Better than every Power Ranger. Yeah. I like that take. You I really do. This D line could go up against the Power Rangers. I really do. Like, like Miles Murphy and Tyler Davis. Everyone's like, oh, Brian Breesy, Brian Breesy, because Brian Breesy just looks like a freak of nature. Like, I mean that yeah, in a good you way. See, like, do you see where he jumped up from his back the other day? He's like yes. 300 pounds and he's a ninja. Like this, like, like obviously Brian Breesy gets all the attention because of that. And he was in his crazy recruiting and all those like highlight videos from what he did. Do you see Miles Murphy as the number one? I 100 I, I think Miles Murphy, I think Brian Breesy physically, the vitals and all, is an absolute freak of nature. Obviously stands out on the line for a reason. I still think Miles Murphy's the most talented. 
I can get behind that. But so, obviously, so we're confident in the D line, right? Confident in the second, the secondary. Are we? I I am. Second, you're I confident think, in the, in I the think secondary. Andrew I'm confident Bo- in the linebacker position for sure. Skowski, Bo- Trennan, Simpson. Those are going to be two beasts in the middle. Agreed. I think Andrew Booth Jr. is a top three cornerback in the country. I think Andrew Booth Jr. may be the number one cornerback. I agree. I won't say that because I don't want to actually have have that on record that I believe that and then him fail me. But I think he gets massively slept on. And I because Clemson's never had a solid set of defensive backs that have garnered national attention. We had A.J. Terrell and we had um, – Terrell was our big one. I feel like Terrell and Booth are going to be similar comparisons. We had McKenzie, we had McKenzie, Alexander, McKenzie Alexander, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I think McKenzie Alexander is probably the biggest defensive back name in college football we've ever had. And then – I mean, other, other than like – other than um, Brian Dawkins. But I'm talking having, like, like modern-day college football. Having Nolan Turner back there is huge. Yes, as a veteran presence for sure. He may not, he may not be the most talented guy on the field – but his I see him similar mindset. to like the Tanner Muse, where he's the veteran present. He's the yes, leader. Totally maybe agree. not the most talented, you know. But, but he'll has work his butt presence. off. He's got he's got that kind of that that. The presence. problem is once we get past those two, I don't exude confidence like I do everything else. Agreed. But you don't always, especially on defense, you don't have to have superstars at every position. No, that's true. You just have to have guys that – and 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 we – I've all – I mean, we got – these guys all got here one way. I guarantee you there's some superstar waiting in the wings ready to show up when the time's needed. So we'll talk about the Georgia game specifically in a second. But I think the, the way I think we're going to really dominate Georgia defensively is because of our D-line. It's going to be the line Because it's going to be the line of scrimmage because if we can shut down their running game. We look back at that Ohio State game. Trey Sermon dominated at the liners. Trey Sermon mowed over us. Justin Fields had an okay game, but the reason he had such a good game was because he had so much time, and because we were we were scared of their run game that we just ate on every play action. Rightfully so, because Trey because Trey Sermon was eating our lunch. Yeah, because we got dominated. Yeah, but I I will say I will say Ohio State. Ohio State was the better team in that game. In that game, for sure. Yeah, there's no. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to blame refs or anything on that. I still think the the Skalski hit that they got he got ejected for was a little bush league, but Ohio State was better team that night. Absolutely. So that's, what, that, that's the last little bit. That's the last little bit. We'll talk about that game. So, so the questions going into the season, I have one. Okay, I want to hear yours and just and see if they not, overlap. And it's not necessarily a concern, but it's for sure a question. Who is running the football and how often? So that is definitely on my list of questions. I can't remember the name now. This is I, – I, I'm not going to name drop, but – I got a friend that's close with the football team. Well, I have a friend that's close with one of Dabo's kids. Is your name drop Charlie? Yeah, it's Charlie. <laughs> Um, no, but but Clay was basically saying I want to say it was Pace was just, really was just showing out at camp. Okay, 
was just See, that's not up. one of the two I thought was right. I don't think it, it's not Lin J. Lin J is not top dog right now. You don't think Lin J is taking a majority of the snaps? I think he might start, but I think he loses them. So you think I don't think I don't think Lin J is the most explosive back in that backfield right now. We received the kick against Georgia or touchback 50, 15 minutes on the clock in the first quarter. DJ runs out there for the first time. Who is next to him? Lin J. Lin J's next to him. Lin J gets the start against the start against Georgia. One hundred and ten percent. Okay. Who gets the majority of snaps at running back the rest of the game? I don't know if I can confidently say Lin J. See, and that's that's my question. And then we hear all this hype about Will Shipley. Uh, I've heard I've heard Will Shipley is as advertised. I've heard he's a freak. I've heard he's absolutely insane. I've also heard he's like one of the nicest human beings ever. Well, a friend of mine had a random class with him. Like, I'll this- be honest, I feel like most Clemson football players aren't that mean. Well, we we also know that Dabo recruits based off of character too. Yeah. So. My, I think my question is, I would, I can, I can confidently say, other than like we kind of mentioned it with the secondary, um, when we talk about defense, I have very little question about the defense. Defense, there's not many questions, right? That's just, it's like who's the role players now? Like, we, we know we got our big D line guys, we know we got Skalski and Nolan Turner back. Who's filling in the gaps? That's really the only question I have. Trent Simpson, Trent, Simpson. yeah, I think so. Reading it was, it was either Lindy's college football preview. I think it was Lindy's college football preview had him as the rising star. Yeah. Next to Skowski. Yeah. Especially if Skowski keeps leading with his head. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, I think my question goes along with yours and the fact that it's not like a concern kind of question. It's more just like a curiosity at this point. Is who does DJ's who does DJ create his most chemistry with? Because while Justin right, so Ross, I got I got an I got a, I got an answer for you. Okay, because I'll I'll explain my, my thinking behind this. I believe that Justin Ross will probably be the most talented wide receiver on the field. Justin Ross is our number one wide receiver. Right. There's no question about it. But that doesn't guarantee that that's who DJ has the most chemistry with. Who is DJ's guy that he goes to when he needs a catch, needs a big play? My hunch? EJ Williams. Bingo. Exactly where I was going. Great minds think alike. I think EJ and DJ created a lot of – so I think they created a lot of chemistry last year because they both were the second team. The second unit, yep. Well, then EJ, EJ played himself into the first unit. Well, yeah, but you think about a majority of practice last year. We got Powell. We got Amari Rogers. They're the ones taking reps from Trevor. Trevor, you know, in practice all day in camp. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, okay, second unit go out there. That's DJ and EJ. DJ and EJ, come on. There's got to be a T-shirt made with something to do with that, guaranteed. They're just sitting there creating that chemistry as second team, and then this year comes and they go, okay, First team, and they already got that. Yep, I t- I so, totally I I totally agree with that line of thinking. I I think EJ is going to be insane this year. I I totally could not agree more. What I another question I have, it's something I guess this falls more into a concern category versus just a curiosity. It may be the same one I have too. I have two. Is it concerns? Is it, 
Is it offense related? Are they both offense related? Both offensive related. My concern is how long is it going to take for our coaching staff to understand that Braden Galloway is a freak of nature? Not my question. <laughs> That's my concern. But I think Braden Galloway is so underutilized in our offense, it's ridiculous. I, I think Braden Galloway could easily have a breakout year. Not quite as big, but like, like, like I think Braden Galloway. Who was the floor? What was the Florida guy's name? Last I was year? literally about to go there. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. That's I his think. Name. If, I think Braden Galloway in the right offense is a is the next Kyle Pitts. He could easily be Kyle Pitts. Right, but our and, offense, our offense has never catered to a tight end. The last superstar, we, I mean, we had Jordan Leggett, but Jordan Leggett was just a hoss, and him and him and Deshaun had great chemistry. But the last tight end we've had that has garnered national recognition and then on into the a very successful NFL career was Dwayne Allen. I was that was like I was like eight years old when that happened. Yeah. I think he could become the next cow pitch. I think he's gonna be a beast. I just honestly I, don't, I think he I think he should become that. I don't the question is is he's been there for three years and he well, granted one of them was a little mocked up because of the situation with the the banned substances that with, with protein shakes or whatever whatever that ended up being I don't remember all the details but when's our when's our when is um Tony Elliott gonna fit when like when is he gonna get worked into the game plan consistently now I will say this is you know gonna sound corny and whatever but have you seen like if you're if you're a Clemson fan you're listening to this you watch the Clemson vlogs have you seen how close Tony Elliott and Galloway have gotten. I have. I'm excited. I, th- I think that's. I huge. think this is. I think this is the big year. If it's if it's not, like, yeah, it's stu- it- yeah, like yeah, it's kind of you know they're playing basketball, whatever. But like, come on, right? If they're spending that much time together, they're doing that. I'm hoping. Also, when it's it not hard to-, to assume that's what's going on behind the scenes. When it comes to wide receivers. I have two guys I want to ask you about. Okay. Will, first guy, first thing, Justin Rossi's our guy. Right. Will he, after the injury, will he be the Justin Rossi freshman year? Do you think he can get back into it? Because let's be honest. Yes. and He hasn't gotten hit in two years, and we're starting off against Georgia. I'll say yes, and here's why. Okay. Because of the nature of the injury and because of who Davos Sweeney is as a head coach, I don't think he's getting back on the field unless he's right back, unless he's 100%. I agree. And I think because he was out so long, it would have been very easy and because of the nature of the injury. It would have been very easy to just say, "This isn't in my cards anymore. This the this is the hand I was dealt. Football is no longer no longer for me," and just play it safe. Mm-hmm. I don't think Justin Ross makes this comeback without working his tail off to get right back to where he was. Like there, there's there's no halfway coming back to this football thing for him where from where he was at. No, yeah, and that's why that's why I think he'll be right back to where he was. I think he wouldn't. He wouldn't come back. Like the whole idea, like the joke we made, like when Tiger had his act, Tiger Woods had his accident here recently. 
Like the big joke me and my buddies made about Tiger was like, Tiger's either done or Tiger's going to come back and win the Masters again. Like there's no in between because that's just Tiger's mindset. Yeah. And you think that's going to be Justin Ross? I 100% think that's going to be Justin Ross. Okay. So now my next question. So we both agree that we think Justin Ross and EJ Williams could be the one and two. Mm -hmm. Personally, that's not necessarily what, you know, the depth chart and everyone else. That's what we think is going to be. So I'm going to give you three names and who do you think is going to be the standout out of those three? I've got mine. I got one in my head already. Well, you should know the three names. Nagata, Ladson Jr., mm-hmm. and a Joe Joe. Which one of them three has the best year? <sighs> I have my answer. The safe pick is a Joe Joe. That's my pick. That's the safe pick. Why is that the safe pick? Because he's, he, I mean, look at him and look what he's done. <laughs> Well, yeah, but like he's he's the bottom of the depth chart technically. Out of those three, but I think I think it's all I think. I've just been doing a lot of fantasy football research. I don't know if that made it into the cold open. We'll decide when I'm editing. But you talk a lot about like the Jacksonville receivers right now. Who's gonna Who's gonna mesh with Trevor at the Jags? It's kind of like a dart throw on who Trevor's gonna mesh with. Like you, you don't really, you don't really know. Like when it comes to like drafting your your fantasy team for which receiver are those to pick, but you want it, you want to pick one of them because you never my, know who. My dad took Trevor in his fantasy league. Did he? Did he take any Jags receivers? No. You know? Okay. But anyway, so it's like a dart throw, and I feel like that's kind of the situation. Obviously, there's ones that are predisposed to being the best. There's ones that are higher risk, higher reward. I think confidently out of those three guys, back to back to the Clemson football talk. talk Think out of those three guys, I think Frank Ladson is easily the riskiest pick to say that he's going to have the best season out of those three because of what we've seen from him in the past. Yes. I think Ajoa Joe is the very trendy pick. He has the vitals. He's a freak. He's got the t- – he's, 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 he's that guy that could that could fill – I think he could be like the next Mike Williams. Like he, he's, he's, he's good. I'm going to pick Ngata. I, I don't mind Nagata. And here's why. I don't remember who told me this story, but I hear these things because of just being around athletics with baseball and stuff. He almost went home. Nagata almost transferred closer to home. He wasn't happy in Clemson. I don't remember what all the details were. He almost went home. Obviously, this is – I'm not saying any names because I don't want, to, don't want that getting out. Because, anyways, something changed his mind. And being as far away from home as he is, I don't think he changes his mind to, to stay at Clemson and have a, a half-butt season. I think, okay. I, th- I think something clearly has convinced him to stay here, whether it's maybe what he sees in his connection with DJ – Maybe it's something that he heard from the coaches that are like, we're going to get you more involved. I don't know what it is. But the fact that he was thinking about transferring, and I I don't think that was a uh, like a private thing either. I think I saw something on TigerNet at some point about him not being happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. From him going to – from not being happy considering transferring, 
not necessarily putting himself in the portal, but transfer, thinking about it, to buying back in. I think it's a guy. I think he. I think he's the guy that takes the big leap out of those three this year. I don't mind that. I love it. All right. So kind my of, kind, of, kind of a roundabout way to get to that point, but I also want to hear your thoughts about Joe Joe if that's where you're going with this. I think a Joe Joe's just so Justin Ross. The reason he had such a good season his freshman year is he was our jump ball guy. Yes. And I think everyone knows now that's him. Mm-hmm. So I think he's we get close to the red zone. We're over there. He's gonna have two guys on. Yes. Every single time. For the for at least the first couple games. And I think they're just gonna throw the ball up to a JoJo. Just because he's the wild card. No one knows what no one knows what he looks like. He's gonna he's gonna be 10 feet up in the air, just snagging it. Yep. I think he's got the quickness, the athletic ability, and the size to just go through people. See, see, I don't I see I see Ngata more as that kind of like the Julio Jones kind of vibe. Yeah. I, I see Ngata more as that. I see a Joe Joe as like a Mike Williams kind of guy, like a new Hopkins, like go up and get the ball. Oh, he's going to go up and get the ball like nobody's business. Right. I, and I think that's probably more of – I mean, I, we, obviously we could be very wrong and the season rolls around we see how they actually play, but that seems more of his shtick is, is the jump ball guy with JoJo and then Nagata, which is, what, which is what we'll hopefully see two years from now, next fall, um, is those being the one-two punch of Nagata's the, the – Well, well th- two, three – EJ Williams. Oh, EJ, EJ's. Yeah. I think. Imagine that one, two, three punch. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Oh, man. When me and Wes are still in school and we're 23. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And honestly, I say that all. And I like Frank Ladson very well could have figured things out. Frank Ladson is very clearly and notably had issues catching the ball. He's looked like he's looked like Jamar Chase has this preseason. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the NFL. Jamar Chase has looked terrible. Now, to go back, trouble catching the ball. We used to say that about Cornell Powell. Yeah, that is very true. There was a significant amount of time where we would rip on Cornell Powell because he couldn't catch the ball. Yep. That is so very true. We'll see what happens. I feel happy about all those weapons. There's a, and but I think it's a, I think it's a dart throw. That's, that's what I. Are, those are questions. They're not concerns. Absolutely. I think now I think I have one concern when it comes to the season. I feel like you have the exact same one. I probably, I can't probably could put a finger on it right now, but once you say it, I'll probably very much agree. The O-line. Yes. Simple I agree. Enough. That's, all, that's always a, that's always a good, feels like it's a concern with Clemson football. Simple enough. I'm concerned about the O-line. It's not. We, we don't a have couple, a Bunch of key losses. We have no one that's a beast yet. We don't know. Per- personal. I don't. I don't know if he's starting, but my my personal vote is uh, Hunter Rayburn. Um, this, he's just because he's a buddy of mine. I think he's going to be starting, but right now they have him as the two. So play what position? Center. Center. Backup center. Oh, he's backup center. Okay, behind Cade. Mason Trotter. What is, what, what are the names on the O-line right now? Right now it has it as Jordan McFadden at left tackle. Okay, that's not terrible. 
Matt Brockhurst at left guard. Okay. Mason Trotter at center. Okay. Will Putnam and right guard. Mm. And Walker Parks at right tackle. So Walker Parks is the only now, this name is we all haven't a- heard before. Now, this is all according to, like, you know, quick Google Clemson football depth chart. Right. But that's what it says. So we'll see. I agree with you. I mean, I guess – I mean, and, and I guess I didn't even think of that as, as a concern because I feel like that's – Always a concern? That's a tale as old as time. We're worried about the yeah. Clemson offensive line. Um, so, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think based off of those names, those are names that have experience. It's not like all of them are brands making new faces um, except for the uh, the right guard, the Walker guy. Um, what's his name? Walker Parks. Walker Parks. I have, yeah, I say I haven't heard his name before. Talk about yeah, he's a, he's a he's a sophomore. That's that explains. True sophomore, you know. And I mean, I feel like it's always like this with Clemson football. We're either going to have an outstanding line or we're going to have a mediocre line. I don't think the line's ever going to be bad again for Clemson football. We just we won't recruit that way. Yeah, just. And, and just, then do we do we have six seconds in the pocket? Do we have four and a half? That's really what it's going to look like. It's true. Yeah, I mean, now, I don't, I don't ever think we're going to have a uh, an offensive line that you're consistently worrying about collapsing on a snap by snap basis. Now we can, before we get into each specific game or big games, let's say special teams. What are we thinking? Does it matter? I mean, how do you B- feel about BT's kicking? How do, you, how do you feel about BT kicking? I feel fine now. Um, I think – I didn't feel great last year. but I didn't feel great last year. He did pretty good. Right, and I think a lot of it was – BT was that guy. He was BT had so much hype for a kicker coming into college that I'm not surprised if – I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of went to his head and uh, it just caused him just kind of a kind of a, a mentality shift over these last couple of years. Obviously, college is – much as as you go on, you mature in different aspects. Um, no, I'm fine with BT. BT's always had the talent. I think for him, it's always been a it's always been a mindset thing. It's always been a yeah. mental thing for him. I th- I'm fi- completely fine with BT. Like game on the game on the line against Georgia, and he's got to hit a 45 yarder. Yeah, I'll put a, I'll put a lot of money on it. Now, my favorite when it comes to special teams returning. For his 68th year as a Clemson football player. I was literally about to ask, does this man still punt for us? Will Spires is returning. He's got to be like a sixth-year senior. He's got to be. He's. I think he's like a 10th year. How is he still here? He's been there for a long time. That's my question, is how is he still here? Will Spires, how are you still punting? Did he take a – did he take a – he's obviously a redshirt something. He's a redshirt senior graduate student with his COVID year. That's what it is. The COVID year out of – last year should have been his last year. He graduated high school in 2015. Wow. <laughs> 26 – or maybe the spring of 2016. Got to be the spring of 2016. He was redshirted in 2016. Punted in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. 
And now 2021. He is returning for his wow. sixth year at Clemson University. That's ridiculous. I mean, and I'll be honest, I I don't mind him. You know, he's not a superstar, but he's not terrible. Now he used to be kind of. I kind of, I kind of wish, I kind of want to see what Aiden Swanson does. I've heard he's a beast. I'm sure he'll get some. He'll get some run. Get a couple punts in. Yeah. Get to a game early enough, maybe we'll see him warming up. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be good. I, mean, that might be, I actually might be the only way we see him because Clemson football, Clemson football against our opponents. Speaking speaking of our opponents this year, um, probably not going to be punting the ball a whole lot. <laughs> no. Um, so, this first game will probably be the most punts we'll have. Um, the Georgia speaking, game. Speaking about our opponents, let's get into it. Well, we won't touch on all of them because there's not going to be a whole lot about South Carolina State. Right. There's just a whole lot of them that aren't going to be worth picking apart. So we're gonna, we're gonna start off biggest game of the year. Biggest game of probably our of, of biggest regular season game of our collegiate career. It may be the biggest game in the all of college football this year. Yeah, I mean this this you know this could very maybe, well knock out. Nah. Maybe down the line, there's going to be a couple SEC games that mean more. I mean, you the, know, the, the Alabama A and M Alabama A and M game might be it. Well, no, A and M's going to suck. I mean, more that's than biased. likely, that's bias. That's bias. But, 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 I, but well, I mean, okay, fine. I'll throw my bias in. I trust Jimbo Fisher like I trust Flint, Michigan water. So mean to the people of Michigan. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just – it has nothing to do with the people of Michigan, Flint, Michigan. It has to do with <laughs> – shut up. All right, so start off against – I could have made many more vulgar analogies, but I decided that was probably we the best We can one. get – we can get straight into it, and I'm going to go straight into it by my first question. Who makes Darian Kendrick look like a fool first? <laughs> <laughs> Considering Darian Kendrick isn't on the team anymore. Remember? What team is he on? Oh, he's he is on Georgia. Idiot. Which oh, one of our so- players is making Darian Kendrick look like a fool first? Knowing Darian Kendrick, he'll want to cover the best guy, so it might be Justin Ross. I think Brendan Galloway runs his butt over. That would. I think I'll, I'll be out here in Texas Gladden's at a sports bar. Watch. I'll be out here in a sports bar in Texas watching it, and as soon as I see Darian Kendrick get run over, I don't care how big of a fool I look. I'm gonna just scream and yell and just have a grand old time. I think Galloway's gonna go down the middle. Darian Kendrick's gonna come up to tackle him and just flatten him. I really – what I really want to happen, a classic Clemson jet sweep away from Darian Kendrick. Darian Kendrick's obviously he, – he's locked in on getting to the ball, putting, getting hats to the ball. Oh, and Dar- a block? And Darian – and, and Braden Galloway just <laughs> – just absolutely flattens that man. Like, obviously, I wish no ill will. I don't – I hope he doesn't get seriously injured. But watching Braden Galloway put him on his butt in the middle of the field would be mm, chef's kiss. Be incredible. It'd be great. Would be incredible. So, we to Georgia. Talk, we, we talked to already kind of a good bit about how we feel about this game. Um, yeah. So, so back to what I wanted to say earlier when it comes to defense. When when I said I'm gonna wait, I think there has to. I think the way to beat our defense this year, the only way is to have a quarterback that is unreal. And JT Daniels kind of fits the bill. No. 
I think I think we're gonna expose him. Really? I think you have to have a Trevor Lawrence caliber quarterback to beat us. See, I think I'll argue. So I don't, I don't think you need that. I don't think you need that much to beat our defense. I think you. I think you, you, you explain yours more than I'll explain. All right, my reasoning. There you go. Georgia's going to try to run the ball to start because JT Daniels, you know, he's still kind of. Well, that and that's, and that's the Georgia. That's the Georgia way. Georgia football. We're, just, we're going to stop every single run. Okay. No one's getting through the line. They're not going to get more than a five-yard run. We're just going to shut them down the line of scrimmage. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, they're forcing to throw the ball. They're forcing to throw the ball with little time in the pocket. They're going to start forcing throws. They're not going to be the best. And that's why maybe some question marks that we had on a defensive end on our secondaries are getting answered. Okay. I mean, they, don't, they don't have to be the best. Booth is going to get so many picks because they're just going to force up throws and he's going to hawk them. Okay. Interesting. I think our defensive line is going to dominate. I think they're going to take the running game out of every single buddy's game. And they're just quarterbacks are not, they're going to have to be that good. Do you think JT Daniels is that good? I do. I think that's, I think that's where we differ. Yes, I think JT Daniels is that good. But this is why I think – I think this is what requires your team – like what a quarterback out of a team is required of them to beat us. And I don't think it's superstar talent like a Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson or a DJ or whatever. I think well, it's I'm a quarter- – just named three Clemson guys. I mean, obviously, because I'm not – whatever. I mean, those are three generational talents. Joe Burrow, you know, Joe Burrow, guys, yeah. like, guys like that. Yeah, obviously those guys make it much easier to shred apart a defense. Period. Chad Hennies of the world just yeah. <laughs> I think because what what Clemson defense makes their money on is a defensive line that is disruptive and uh-huh. forces quarterbacks to panic. I, I think th- this is what I'm saying. Right. I think. You don't need a superstar quarterback. I think you need a quarterback that no that doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be a superhero. He just has to. He just has to not make mistakes. Okay. And I think JT Daniels might could be that guy because you know I don't you, think he's good enough on his you, feet. Well, you know Georgia's going to have a, a good pass catching running back. Yes, which will be a, which will be a nice security blanket for him. Especially, and you know how you know how greedy Brad Venables likes to get with 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 blitz packages and such. Yes. George and George has never had a bad offensive line ever that I've been alive. I think that JT Daniels. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm not saying JT Daniels is going to throw well, for we, three. Neither one of us think they're going to win. Right. I'm not saying JT Daniels is going to throw for three fifty and three. I'm not saying that. I think JT Daniels though. If they were to win, I think JT Daniels literally just has to be 250 and and two. But his completion percentage is going to have to be at like 75, 80 percent. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think I think that's the key to beating Clemson is when the blitz comes, read it, get out of it. You look at you look at the, the I don't Boston. think I don't I think there's only 
honestly, I think there's only five quarterbacks, four, five quarterbacks in the nation right now that can do that. And I'm glad we're not playing one of them this year. Glad we're not playing Sam Howell. I do not want to play Sam Howell. Well, I'm actually am thinking we're playing Sam Howell this year. We'll play. We'll play. I've, I've I've tallied him in. Yeah, we'll play. We'll play him in the in the, the ACC championship. I think we're gonna play three of them this year. Okay, I'd like to hear this. Week one, JT Daniels yes. possibly. ACC championship game with the, Sam Howell. Sam Howell. First round of the playoffs. Spencer Rattler. Uh, we'll get to the Spencer Rattler conversation. Or national bit. championship. Yeah. Spencer Rattler. Yeah. We, 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 don't, need, we don't need to kind of start that. moving through the schedule if we want to have a, have a decently length episode. But so we're gonna start we're gonna start with Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, obviously we think we're gonna win. What's your so, I want to hear your score prediction? It, well, I was doing it a little different. Okay. Clemson is favored at three and a half. Does Clemson cover? I think, I think that's the I think that's the only way we win. I think we win by ten. Really? I do. I genuinely think we win by ten. Six. I say six. Six. Okay. Weston has him winning by six. I, I have us I, winning by ten. I actually think what's probably going to happen is at the end, it's just going to be we'll have it's it'll have been a knockdown drag out for three quarters, and each team will just be struggling to get to the opposite end of the field. I think we go up 10-0 to start the game. Interesting. Okay. I would love, I to, I would love to see that. I, I just think, don't think that's going to happen. I think we receive the ball, score a touchdown, stop them, get a field goal, go up 10-0 to start the game. I think the more likely scenario is I would I would say – I, I think the score at some point will be 14 to 10, uh, them, actually. You think – okay. You think they'll lead in the game? Oh, definitely. They will – yeah, no doubt about it. Okay. Well, we're excited for that one. That one obviously yeah. is going to be such a good game. Yeah. Um, we're this be Saturday. It. We're going to be watching it in our own little bubbles. Our own little slices. Not in Charlotte, in. sadly. Almost made it. That's a story for another time, though. Not not in Charlotte, but we shout out to everyone going to Charlotte. Yeah. So, so let's, let's start working our way through the rest of the schedule. Next is home versus South Carolina State. W. There's name much, name much to talk about right there. That'll be a tune-up game. That'll be that'll be seeing some faces that we have won't probably <coughs> shout out Hunter Helms. Gonna shout out Hunter Helms. Um, I don't know where you stand on him, but Tyson Fumichon is cleared to play versus Georgia if need be. God, okay. God, God forbid happen, anything happen to DJ. Fumichon is cleared to play versus Georgia. That's awesome. So the next one after that, at home against Georgia Tech. Once again, I Actually, looking at this list of teams we play, Georgia Tech might be one of the most competitive teams we play against. Possibly. Because of the kind of the, rev, the offensive revolution that's being trying to happen at Georgia Tech. So the next one – is the I think our quote unquote scariest game behind Georgia, obviously. Right. At NC State. I'll disagree with it being the scariest game, but I'm definitely if I'm gonna if I'm gonna take a take a hesitation at any game, it's gonna NC State will be on would be on that list for sure. Just on the it, road against State. 
I mean, if I if I had a if I had a dollar for every time we failed, like in my life, if I had a dollar in my life for every time in my life that we have looked not like our normal football team in Raleigh, North Carolina. What I'm 21 now, I'd have like ten dollars because it's happened every time we go to freaking Raleigh. We don't look like the same team. Yes, which whether is we, why I whether I, we figure I, it I out by the end one. of the game, whether we figure it out by the end of the game, we never come out of that the beginning in the beginning game looking like we're supposed to. No, I don't think we're going to lose that game. But oh, if you by ask no me stretch. that week, if we cover, I don't know. Yeah, look, let me look at the line first before I blindly say yes. Yeah, exactly. Like if it's if, if, if we're walking. Versus, if, if we walk into Raleigh, 14-point favorites, I'll say cover. 21-point favorites, maybe not. Yeah. All right. Continuing down the schedule versus Boston College. This is the scary one because they no. have that quarterback. They don't have the coach. They just got the new coach. I they still, won't be good. I think that quarterback remembers playing us last year, though. <laughs> And did that he just be made us look silly? No, we'll be fine. Okay, I did. I respectfully disagree, but I, I, is, I, and I, then the, this next game is going to be Nick Villarreal's hot take of the year. Friday night game versus Syracuse at Syracuse Carrier Dome. It, it's going to be the biggest point differential Clemson has. We're going to beat them by more than South Carolina State. Wow. Okay. We have memories, too. That's fair. We have memories. We know what happened last time. Dabo's going to run it down their throats and continue to just beat a dead horse. I'm cool with that. Pitt is another – at Pitt is another game that I I don't – Pitt sucks. Pitt sucks, but – if, if we were to if we were to falter at anything, fly from Clemson to New York, back to Clemson, and then from Clemson to Pittsburgh, five days later. No, yeah, it's it's a it'll be interesting. It's gonna be a fun game. And you but, know you know you know why we'll drum Syracuse even another reasoning for why we'll drum Syracuse. That's coming off our open week. Oh, that's coming off the bye. Both it goes Boston College open Syracuse. We're going to beat Syracuse by 60. Probably. But Pittsburgh, Jet, like, Pitt, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh talent-wise, doesn't scare me whatsoever. It's just literally the situation of everything. That's what's got – that would worry me. In this but Clemson, Clemson has a secret weapon that week. You'll be there. I will be in attendance. <laughs> so, uh, after that, we have versus Florida State at home. We'll both be there. We'll both be there. I'm – I never thought I'd see the day when I was didn't even bat an eye at Florida State. But I here want we are. Florida State to be good again. Oh gosh, so I, bad. I'm so torn about that because I grew up watching us getting absolutely dog walked by Florida State every year. I just want them to be competitive. I want them to be as good want, as North Carolina is. Exactly. I want the ACC to have some form of dignity again. We'll get Florida, to ACC in a second. The ACC dignity went down the toilet when Florida State became bad. Yeah. Um, okay. At, so well, next is at Louisville. I mean, another. It's another Friday night game. We have two Friday night games this year. Weird. Yeah, kind of weird. Next um, verse. This is the worst last two home games we've ever had. Versus UConn and versus Wake Forest. I'm coming back for the UConn game. 
I will be oh. at both. And a, I, be, a, because those military, are the two I have to go to. For real. A, it's Military Appreciation Game. UConn is. B, it's my birthday, so that's why I'll be back. But, I mean, UConn hasn't had a football team for what, but a year and a half at this point? UConn just got smacked by Fresno State. Yeah. Um, not even slightly worried. Um, Wake, Wake Forest, Forest whatever. Wake, where Wake Forest were playing against a team that's home stadium is smaller than some high school stadiums. And then we finish off the season playing a team that is worse than UConn, our sisters to the south. New listeners to the show will quickly learn that we will refer to the school in Columbia by any Anything name but other their than names. their actual name. <laughs> we will refer to them. And for all of you – it's a it's an audio medium, obviously, but on our show notes, we don't even write their name. Correct. It's you don't know the sisters to the south. Anything, anything but their proper at school name. in Columbia. So actually, funny USC fun, Junior or U of SC. It was actually funny. Mm. I, I was uh, I was uh, out here in Texas, met somebody through work who graduated uh, from the actual USC. Oh, the Trojans. The Trojans. And we got talking about it, and I was like, it's so funny actually meeting somebody from somebody, like how we make fun of them, the school, the other school in South Carolina. um, The third school in South Carolina. Exactly. Appalachian State takes the – wait. That's in North Carolina, bud. Dang. It's in Boone, North Carolina. Shout out North Carolina. Shout out North Carolina. Not as cool as South Carolina. Shout out Appalachian State, actually. Go Mountaineers. One reason only. What is it? They're starting quarterback, Chase Bryce. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for sure. Huge shout out to Chase Bryce. Huge shout out to Chase Bryce. Um, bro, could you imagine if Chase Bryce were still at Clemson? How, how big of a – this has become a Chase Bryce fanboy podcast. All right. So, that's so anyway, our season. Yeah. So, now we got ACC football. The, open, the top point is who are we scared of? Nobody until we hit the ACC championship game. And then the second the second one is who's coming out of the Coastal Division, North what? Carolina or Miami? They both have great quarterbacks, so coin flip. I think that answer is getting – I think that question is getting answered on Saturday night. If Miami keeps it close with Alabama, I will – Then ask, it's Miami. Then I, And I will be kind of scared to play them. If Miami keeps it close with Alabama, it would be Miami. No, I I actually think Miami will keep it close. And I am not scared about Alabama this year. For what reason? I mean, I mean, there's our they ACC lost fo- too much. Time, time out, time out. There's our ACC football preview. Nobody yeah. in the Atlantic Division scares us by any stretch. The coastal, it's two teams. It's North Carolina, Miami, coin flip. If Miami keeps it close this Saturday against Alabama, I will lean towards Miami. Yes. So now general college football, we're going to talk about probably non-Clemson, everything else, just because we love college football. Right. Let's go ahead and start who you're talking about. Alabama. What's your thoughts on Alabama this year? I think Alabama lost too much. I've heard – I mean, I'm going to stop you right there because I've heard that – I've seen how that movie ends, and it ends with an Alabama national championship that no one saw coming. No. I, they lost too much this year. Bryce, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to have to disagree because Bryce Young is that dude. Bryce Young could be that guy. 
They did lose a lot. I'm not going to argue. They lost a lot. They lost Najee. They lost Najee Harris. They lost Devontae Smith. They lost Matt Jones, Devontae Smith. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Sark. They lost their OC, oh, too. I forgot Sark left. They lost their OC. Where is the Sark best now? Wide... He's the head coach of the University of Texas, Hook'em Horns. Oh, he is. I forgot about that. They lost their offensive coordinator. They lost their two best wide receivers. They lost their best running back. They've lost their quarterback. But, okay, so we know Bryce Young's filling in, and Bryce Young is – yes, Bryce Young is amazing. He's DJ's little brother. I don't have anything to argue against that, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with it just yet. Yeah, we'll see. We'll um, see, obviously. So that's but, number one. Do you think, do you think on, Alabama's going to make the playoff? It's like betting against Tom Brady. You don't do it. I don't think they will. Well, so you, I, so the wide receivers, I'm not, I can't comment on because I don't know, but I know Bryce Young's taking over for Mac Jones, and we know how good Bryce Young is. And this is Alabama we're talking about. Alabama never has a has a non Heisman contender running back. It feels like Alabama's losing two games. Yo, to who? Alabama is going to lose week three against the University of Florida. To what quarterback? On the road, in the swamp, 330 CBS. Bro, I'm sorry. Emory Jones does not have what it takes to beat Alabama. Alabama will then also lose in the SEC championship game. To Georgia? Yes. Wait, hold on. So that so hypothetically, we beat Georgia. We beat Georgia. Florida, Georgia goes under. Georgia goes undefeated. So Georgia beats Florida. After Florida beats Alabama. Yeah. And then Alabama and Georgia play in the SEC championship. I guess in that case, Alabama doesn't even go to the SEC championship game. So you think? Well, did they? Mm. Well, then, then Alabama would have to lose again. I'm no, Georgia, you. Georgia will lose more games, or Florida will. My bad, Florida will. Well, yeah, no, no, that's yeah, literally that scenario. Yeah, Florida, Florida will lose two games. Alabama will only have that one loss to Florida. They'll go to the SEC championship, and Georgia game. will have the one loss to us. And then Georgia will lose. And Georgia will beat Alabama. You're saying. Okay, I mean, stranger things have happened. I just – Alabama, I've seen this game – I've seen this movie one too many times. Alabama's lost so much. They got so many holes to fill. And then all of a sudden they have the best freaking team in college football like ever. It's true. All right, so now OU. We'll go down the we'll, – we'll do like the top we'll, – and then we'll ask about the third obvious one and then we'll move on. Um. Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. College, college. I don't agree with Paul Feinbaum very often, but what I, I do, hate Paul Feinbaum. I, I, he is my least favorite personality on ESPN. And if you've heard me talk about ESPN before, there are some people that like I don't know how their shows aren't canceled yet. Like Mina Kimes, I'm not a Mina Kimes fan. Never have been. <laughs> Just went for the jugular. And I should like her. She's a Seahawks fan. I'm a Seahawks fan. <laughs> I, I, anyways, Paul Feynman said this. 
after this whole ACC Big Ten Pac-12 alliance thing. That was awful. College football is in apocalypse mode right now. College football is not is in a disastrous state at the moment. Yes. All right. So let's give our preview for the last two teams. And then we'll talk about the realignments. The last, what do you mean the last two teams? Oklahoma. What do you think of Oklahoma this year? And then we'll do Ohio State. Oh, oh okay. Because those are like the, the four big ones. I got you. We already talked about Georgia. Right. Um, Oklahoma. I don't get the hype around Spencer, Spencer Rattler. You and I, you and I are opposite. You get you get the hype for JT Daniels. I don't. I get the hype for Spencer Rattler, and you don't. I, I so I don't. I don't get it. I can see why people do it because it's a quarterback, a mobile quarterback with a decent arm talent and a Lincoln Riley led offense. I get that. We have seen Lincoln Riley turn out three Heisman winners in a row. Just yeah. About. I mean, Jalen hurts. Yeah. Too. Jalen Hurts didn't win it, but Jalen Hurts he had three Heisman finalists in a row. Yes, two of them won it, which is nuts. Right, but what I saw of Spencer Rattler last year didn't impress me at all. You weren't impressed by Spencer Rattler. No, I thought he made too many mistakes last year. I thought he made too. I mean, obviously those will be fixed with maturity. Um, and, and just growing in his game, but I just – Spencer Rattler didn't do anything for me last year. Okay. I can respect that. But – so do you think Oklahoma comes out of the Big 12? I don't see who beats them. Texas? I, Iowa State? I, okay, Iowa State is a big sleeper team. Yes, 100%. Um, I, like I know that you're gonna you're gonna balk at this because you're a you're a you're a hook'em horns guy. I can't believe Texas is back until I really see it. Thought they were back when they beat Georgia in the in their in the New Year Six Bowl a couple, uh, about what was that two years ago? Yeah, when Bevo almost ate Uga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was that was a Sugar Bowl? I think. Yeah, it was yeah. a Sugar Bowl. Um, I thought they might have been back then. And then Herman wet the bed again the next okay. season. So I wouldn't be surprised if Texas beats Oklahoma. But, but that's just because that game, anything can happen. It's like the Iron Bowl. Anything right. can happen. Right. Or I'm just saying, I guess I, I guess I was saying Texas coming out of the Big 12. Do you think Iowa State could come out of the Big 12? D- definitely. Do I think it's likely? No. I don't think they can. I don't think it's likely. I think they definitely can do it because they're going to be, they're going to be playing with the rest of y'all bus mentality. And but I think they're going to be very similar to Minnesota. Remember Minnesota two years ago? Row the boat. Row the boat. Well, obviously, obviously, row the boat came from PJ Fleck when he was at Western Michigan. But yeah, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. But row the boat. All all hyped up. Minnesota had their year. Come back. This is our year. Minnesota, they can contend. And they're just one of those teams that it was a flash in the pan. I think Iowa State's going to be the same way. I see your logic. Completely understand it. We'll disagree in this aspect. 
I think Minnesota became a flash in the pan because Ohio State was already established. And Oklahoma isn't? I think because of Spencer Rattler not having, like, there's, like, Oklahoma has, it's been a while since Oklahoma's had, trying to think of how to word this and, and it be right of what, or be very, be indicative of what I'm thinking. You're thinking it's been a while since Oklahoma didn't have a superstar. Like a guaranteed superstar, like high, like obviously he's a Heisman finalist. I still think he, I think a lot of the Spencer Rattler hype, albeit deserved, is because he's a Lincoln Riley led quarterback. No, I get that. Because you think about it, um, Jalen Hurts proved himself at Alabama. Yep. So we knew he was going to be that dude. Kyler Murray was a. Kyler Murray was that dude since his freshman year of high school. Yes. And Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray won three three state championships. Right. And then showed out at AM for a little bit before he transferred. He lost one game in high school, and that was the state championship game. Yeah. Exactly. So my I guess my dude thought, was that dude. Exactly. My thought with Iowa State is there's definitely much more uncertainty at the current top of the Big 12 than there was at the top of the Big Ten when Minnesota was doing their jig. I get that. So moving on to Big Ten, the big the big dog in that in that conference. I don't want to talk about them. Do we have to? Yeah, we have no. to. No, we have Good to because guys. yeah, them. Um, Those I could use so many explicit words. No, no, yeah, please don't because that'll make my editing job difficult. Um, they. <laughs> um, they will be good. I mean, there's no getting around that. Um, they will beat Michigan. I'm sorry. This is Michigan's year. <sighs> Nicholas Villarreal says this is Michigan's year. You know Nicholas what? Villarreal, the host of the Orange Overalls podcast, co-host, is co-host of the Orange co-host, <laughs> the 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 two man says Ohio State's coming out of the Big Ten with ease. Yeah. Um, I, t- talking about Michigan, I don't know where you stand on this. You can give your little blurb here if you want as a, as a personal fan with your personal biases. I don't think Michigan gets over the hump until they get rid of Harbaugh. Harbaugh's, I, Harbaugh, Harbaugh's time to be a motivator and a coach and a fresh face in, in the program is gone. I think – Michigan beats Ohio State this year. It doesn't beat them for the next four. Yeah. And I think they have a shot this year. I That's think absolutely I, biased, but I think they have a shot this year. I think this is the best shot they've had in, in a couple years. So, speaking of Ohio State, so that's who we're talking about. Um, I think they have one game that obvious – they have a couple games circled, obviously, Penn State, Michigan. Is it, where's it at? Uh, both of those – so Penn State's at home. Oh, okay. Michigan's on the road. But the one game that they the, – their biggest game of the season, week two, Oregon at Ohio State. Interesting. Do they lose or do they beat them by 30? I think there's no in-between. Well, considering I think the Pac-12 could, should cancel football altogether – you you're answering our next question is does the Pac-12 have any shot of the playoff? No, absolutely not. 
Pac, you think the Pac-12 is that bad? Yes. The sad thing is, I do too. So you want you want to know the rel- how how my view of the rel- the timeline of relevancy for the Pac-12? <coughs> it was the Chip Kelly led Ducks. Absolutely, nothing before that. Okay, take that back. Whoa. The chip, the, excuse me, excuse me. I take that back. The Chip Kelly led. I'm not going to go before that. The Chip Kelly led Ducks and Andrew Luck at Stanford. I think you're forgetting about USC. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. Before, I'm not. Go, I'm not going before Oregon. So say the Bush years, like the Bush, the on. Bush years, Matt Leinart, all them. Yeah, obviously. But in the time that I've been paying attention to college football. It has been the Chip Kelly led Ducks and, and Andrew Luck at Stanford. A massive Christian McCaffrey. Even though the Pac-12 wasn't relevant then, it was just Chris. It was just a Christian McCaffrey show. I get that. As far as on the national stage, it was those two. Because I feel like Andrew Luck played in the Rose Bowl like twice at least. Because that was BCS, you could. It was tough for them to actually make the actual national championship. Yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah, that was when that. I'm still convinced that the BCS formula for ranking had a special SEC multiplier in it. But that's a conspiracy. Well, theory. so does so does the college football playoff. Right. But it went and went those those that that setting absolutely nothing. Justin Herbert's ducks for whatever they were, and that's it. I don't think the Pac-12 is going to be relevant again for the next five to six years. At the most, at the least, excuse me. Okay, so, so my answer. Long story short, no, I don't think the Pac-12 gets anybody to the playoff. Best group of five team looks like to be Cincinnati this year. Yes, obviously. Can they beat the Pac-12 champion? Hmm, probably. I mean, it's smart. You think so? Sharp money says, yeah. Okay, and next, all right. So, is I mean, there that's, any, that's just my whether be, opinion with with no knowledge of any team in the Pac-12 really, because there's none that are relevant, and I also don't know a whole lot about Cincinnati other than they were good last year. And they're coming back with a chip on their shoulder with probably a lot of seniors. Does Cincinnati have any shot of making the playoff? I'm gonna say no. Because of the typical reasons of them just being a group of five team, but also because of the the amount of weight that the top teams feel like they have right now. Okay. Now I'm going to give you one piece of information. I want you to answer the question again. Okay. Cincinnati week three plays Indiana. Currently ranked 17th. Cincinnati week four plays at Notre Dame, currently ranked ninth. They go undefeated, beating Indiana on the road and Notre Dame on the road. Do they get in? Hmm. I don't think they control their. I don't think they could control their own destiny. You think if they go undefeated, they can't get in, beating Notre Dame on the road? I think. I think there's a chance that they go undefeated, they don't get in. Okay. I think they have to go undefeated to get in. But yeah, that's that scenario we were talking about before. Let's say Oklahoma goes undefeated. Let's say Alabama goes undefeated. Or should we go undefeated? That's the only chance they got in. That's the only chance they have. Is if 
Alabama, Ohio State, and us all go undefeated. Or if the Big no, Ten starts no, beating no, up no, on no, each no, other. No, 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 no. That's what, that's what I'm saying. If the usual suspects go undefeated, Cincinnati's out. If, if us, Ohio State, Alabama, and Oklahoma all go undefeated, Cincinnati doesn't make it in. Yes, you're right. I think the only chance they're going to have, they're going to need some chaos at the top. They're going to need, kind of like what you were talking about earlier, they're going to need us to beat Georgia. Georgia to beat Alabama. Georgia to beat Alabama. Florida to beat Georgia. Well, they, Georgia and Alabama don't play regular season. Right. That's what, so they're going to need Georgia to lose somewhere. They're, they're, they're going to need Georgia to lose to us. And and actually, probably I, this is what I think would probably be their, bet, their best bet. I think Oklahoma is going to go undefeated and come out of the Big 12. I think Oklahoma is a mortal lock for the playoff at this point. Interesting. I just don't think I don't think anybody I don't think Texas has got it this year. Obviously, I've been wrong before, but I, I think, think they lose Bedlam. Yo, what? I think they lose Bedlam. I mean, Bedlam, it's Bedlam. Anything can happen. I think Oklahoma loses to Oklahoma State. Okay. Well, I'm gonna play it out like Oklahoma goes undefeated. Because I'm sure they're favored in every single game. Yeah, they don't play, they play one. Two teams that are currently ranked. Right. So Oklahoma goes one is obviously One's obviously Texas, and they have Iowa State at home, which is huge. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Iowa State beats Oklahoma at home and undefeated the rest of the season. They're in the playoff. Well, Oklahoma's at home. Excuse me. That's what I'm saying. Iowa, yeah, State, yeah. Goes, uh, Iowa State goes to Boomerland and beats Oklahoma and, and finishes the season undefeated therein. Yeah. So Oklahoma goes undefeated. That's one team. We go undefeated. That's another team. That involves beating Georgia. Georgia is going to have to beat Florida to make the SEC championship. Then Florida is going to have to beat Alabama. And then and then and then that 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 guarantees only one team, and then, and then excuse me, and then Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship, or like A and M could beat Alabama, or something right. like that. I th- I think there's going to have to be a one loss SEC champion. I th- I don't think anybody in the SEC can go under go undefeated uh, up to the SEC championship game. I, I think both teams in the SEC championship have to have one loss going into the game in order for Cincinnati to make it. I agree. Okay. Because I get because so, an undefeated Alabama that makes it to the SEC championship game and loses a close game to a one-loss Georgia, that Alabama still gets in. Oh yeah. All right. Over so we're getting we're getting a little long. Yes. So do you want to save the realignment to next week? Yeah, we can we can touch on that next week for sure. All right. So we can we'll save the realignment for next week. So we'll do two things before we close it out. Yep. Games to watch week one. I think ours. (laughs) Ours. Biggest game of the year. I think the looking at the big 12, that Louisiana Lafayette, Texas game is going to be big. Yes. Those are two ranked teams. There's only a couple ranked team matchup. We'll go through those. Okay. So ours is a ranked team matchup. Louisiana Lafayette, Texas is Alabama, Miami. I really want to watch that. What time is that one at? That's 3.30. ESPN? 
or ABC yes. or whatever? ABC. Okay. I gotta go find a sports bar to park my butt at all day. Penn State, Wisconsin. Ooh, I want to watch that. That's a noon game. 11 o'clock your time. Perfect. Probably on Fox. By the way, it is on Fox. Just letting you know. It's... In Central Time, it's 8 a.m. and 11 o'clock. Really? Just letting you know. Thank you. Appreciate it. Indiana, Iowa, 17 versus 18 to start the season. Ooh. We got a bunch of juicy games to start the season. And then going to be Sunday night. This is one I'm really interested in. Notre Dame, Florida State. Come on. I never thought I'd say it, but go Knowles. It's going to be an interesting week one. Besides our game, which one are you most excited to watch? Where's that, where's that Florida State game being played at? Florida State. It might be that one. Sunday night. By itself. Notre Dame oh. is coming in as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's the game? I ne- I've, I will be – I won't mm, – I will be cheering Florida State on. Mine is Alabama-Miami. I mean, that, that's the next obvious pick. My, my Florida State – my Notre Dame pick is obvious is because I – like we were just talking about, we want Florida State back to relevance, and I think a Florida, a Florida State team that's coming undefeated to Clemson with the Notre Dame win under their belt. Could be a big game. Going to be interesting. All right. Last thing before we shut down the show. Your playoff and championship predictions. So give your four teams ranked. So we have the matchups, the two teams and then your champion. You know, just so we can see how – so we can look back and look how wrong we were. Okay, I think we're two. I think Clemson's two. Who's your one? Give me a second. <laughs> um, I think three's Oklahoma. Okay. Mm, actually, I think if Oklahoma makes it, Oklahoma's probably a four. That's, that's amazing. If we're the two and Oklahoma's the four, that is great for you and I personally. Because it's coming. That, that means the playoff game is coming to Arlington, to AT and T Stadium. Let's go! Oh man, I would love. I I truly think that's going to happen because I think. Okay, so who's your one? No, actually, you know what? I take that back. I think it's going to be Oklahoma three. And I think okay. it'll be. Who's your one? Wipe it all. Wipe all what I said. This is because you got me thinking about it now. I think we're number one. I do too. <laughs> I think I do too. I think George is number two. I love it. Oklahoma three. Okay. Alabama four. Alabama four. You think Ohio State gets left out of the playoff? Yeah. Do they lose? No. They have to, right? No. There's no way Georgia beats Alabama and Ohio State's undefeated and doesn't get in. Yeah, there is. Look at the resumes. Look at it. Ohio State's undefeated. Playing who? Undefeated in the Big Ten. We've seen it happen before. All right, you're wrong. We've seen it happen before. 
Weston. Literally, we've seen it happen before. We've seen Ohio State be left out of the playoff in, in a one-loss Alabama in the SEC championship game. Weston could maybe be correct, but with the worst logic of all time. He wait, could wait, be correct because Ohio State loses. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying I think Ohio State's going to go undefeated and get left out. I think the, there's a good chance that they That could is get what left we're out. doing is predictions. Okay, fine. I want I'm, you to say what you think is going to happen. I'm not, I, can, I, can, I can't predict the path. I think it's equally likely that Ohio State gets left out because they just like Alabama better, a one loss in the SEC championship. But I also could see Ohio State losing. Okay. I think it's a coin flip on how it gets. So shared, there's your but four. I think I think Alabama's four. I think we beat Alabama. Clemson, Alabama, in the, in the semis, and in, in in Miami. As I say, we're going to Miami. We're, we're not sending Miami Alabama to Texas. Yeah, yeah, we're not sending Alabama. Even, even though we love playing in Texas, I think we still go to Miami. Yeah, we don't let Alabama. I've seen what how Alabama travels to Texas firsthand. And then it's and then it's Oklahoma. It's it's literally a matchup of the playoff game, playoff games, except different locations from what three years ago. Georgia, Oklahoma. Who wins? Whoo! Georgia. I think it's a rematch. You think Georgia Clemson starts the season and ends it? That would be electric. And guess what? We'd probably lose. I mean, obviously, because this is a Tiger Sports podcast, I have to pick Clemson. But the, beating a team twice in one season. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I mean, that's how stories are written, isn't it? I can't believe you said that. Listen, I'm going to pick us to win. I, if, I, if I had to put the mortgage on one of them, I would pick Clemson. Because I could not pick Clemson, but right. I've also I also have innate <coughs> memories and wounds of Clemson letting me down in big moments that I'll never be able to get rid of. So Weston's official prediction is Clemson versus Alabama, in Georgia Miami. versus Oklahoma in Texas. Georgia, first of all, if Georgia plays Oklahoma in Texas, Oklahoma wins. Really? Georgia wins in Miami, Oklahoma wins in Texas. I, I, the reason I think Georgia will win that game is because unless they sold their souls to the devil and Oklahoma figure out how to play defense, JT Daniels in the Georgia run game will slaughter them. And then Georgia, Clemson in the final, and Weston's official pick is the Georgia Bulldogs to win the national championship. No, 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 no. I did not say that. Okay. It's Clemson. So 100%. it's Clemson. So my prediction. I mean, I, I could be. I'll, I'll say this real quick. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I want to cap this off. I could be very wrong with my pick, but it's kind of like the whole like picking a, 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 a March Madness bracket. In order to get a little bit of notoriety for my pick, I have to go a little off the wall. I agree. And if I'm wrong, cool. Everybody gets the playoff wrong. Which is what I am about to do. Let's hear it then. Who's your one? I'm, I'm running this interview. Who's your number one? Let me hear it. Clemson. Okay. So you think we you think we 
I think we go undefeated. Well, I, well, I think what's gonna unless so you got some. Other I think we win Hunter. every. I think we win every single game by double digits. Okay, so are you? Are, do we claim this number one as soon as we beat Georgia, or do you think Alabama loses? I think Alabama loses down the line. Okay, so you got us at one. Who's two? Ohio State. Okay. Who's three? Oklahoma. So we're playing in Miami against who? No, we're playing in Texas. Because we don't want to give the home field advantage to the University of Florida Gators in Miami. Yo, I love it. Number one, Clemson undefeated the whole way. Right. Ohio State, Number obviously. Obvious. Two, Ohio State undefeated. Oklahoma undefeated. Oklahoma's going to have one loss but win the Big 12. Who are they losing to? I think they either lose to Texas, Oklahoma State, or Iowa State. They'll lose one of those games. So, well, well it's going to have to they'll be lose I- one of It's going to have to be Iowa games. State. Because they're going to have to play Iowa State again in the Big Ten 12 championship, beat them to but get back in play, with a loss. They'll just play whoever. An undefeated whoever in the Big 12 championship. Like if they beat Iowa State twice, then. Yeah. So whoever they lose to is going to have to go undefeated. No. they it, It's the Big 12. There's no conferences. That, no, that's what I'm saying. But in order to get that note, or in order to get that, I, okay. Oh, I, whoever I, they lose to is going to have to lose twice? Yes. That's going to happen. No, 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 no. No, I'm saying whoever they lose to, they'll they'll rematch again. Oh, they won't. You don't think that's how it'll play out? No. So I think Iowa State's going to have one loss and be in the Big 12 championship game. Against Oklahoma. Against Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma will have one loss to either Texas or Oklahoma State and be in the Big 12 championship game. So that means that Texas or Oklahoma State's going to have to lose another going to lose at least two. It's going to happen to Texas and Oklahoma State. They're going to lose at least two. Touche. Oklahoma's going to beat Iowa State twice and get that three spot. And I, okay. think the SC, and I think the SEC is an absolute mon just scramble and floor the Gators win. Florida State's going to have, Florida's going to have to go undefeated. They lose one game. Who? It can't be to Georgia or Alabama. The Florida Gators. I don't know who they lose to. Maybe they go undefeated. But I they, don't think so. Because if, if they lose to Alabama. They beat Alabama. They beat Georgia. I think they may lose to LSU. Well, you, know, you know, actually, what could work? What could happen? We need, do need to wrap this up. They could lose to Alabama regular season and then turn around and beat them in the SEC championship and still be in, especially at the number four spot. That could happen. I they'll, think, they'll beat Georgia along the way, and then they'll beat Alabama. I think the SEC is going to beat up on each other, and they're going to have a one or two loss champion. I think they're going to have a two loss champion. Wow, or a two one loss, a one loss champion. Yeah, I think a one loss champion is is probably very likely. And we've think, seen, we've seen a one loss champion from the SEC get into the, into the playoffs plenty. I think the I I like your pick of Florida losing to Alabama. And but then, then turning them in the SEC championship. 
Because like I said with our, my prediction of the Clemson-Georgia final, it's tough to beat – like, or my joke I said, not necessarily my prediction. It's so tough to beat a team twice. Yeah, and I think – and I think that's why when Oklahoma beats Iowa State twice, they get that respect. Okay. The the only other game I – and then so – You've got a lot I of faith Florida's, in Emory Jones as being the next, being that guy at Florida. And then Florida on the road against LSU, scary. Oh, that'll be a night game. No, it'll be a 3.30 CBS game. Oh, even better. Is that late season? Is that late season or early season? That mid. Okay, I guess that doesn't make that much of a difference, like temperature-wise. Literally it, October 16th. Yeah, because it's the swamp versus the swamp, like far as, as far as like temperature goes. So, so my official pick, Clemson versus Florida. Yes. In the Cotton Bowl, Clemson wins. Please, I, I can't have that game happen. My stepdad is a Florida Gator. My house will explode. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Number two will be Ohio State and Oklahoma in Miami, and in Oklahoma Miami. wins. Okay. And then it is Clemson versus Oklahoma. Oh, bro, I will take give, – give me Clemson by 17. I think Clemson wins by 20. I told you, we win every single game this year by double digits. Man. 15-0 and and every single game is won by double digits. The closest game we have on the schedule is Clemson at NC State. Mm. I hope you know know if either of our predictions happens. We have to go to the games. I don't know if I can pull off going to Miami. I'm going to try and figure out my my darndest. I don't know if I can pull off going to Miami, but if it's in Texas, I'm hosting 30 people at my house. Yeah. I'm going to – I'm probably going to host like five or six at my place. Good. You can have the overflow. Well, no, no. I got my own people to watch out for. Your own people. I got people. All right, at this time to sign off. We're getting too late with this. But How long has this recording been? I can't look right now, but I'd be willing to bet. Here, we were having technical difficulties to start the show. Let me see when I text you. We didn't start recording until 9.30. So about okay. an hour and a half. I'm okay with it being an hour and a half. Yeah, same, especially for the, the college football preview. We're it, back. It's like, college football. I'm just going to be honest. Expect the college football episode. Like we said, two episodes a week. Expect mm-hmm. the college football one to be the longer one. Yes. And I would say an hour and a half is probably going to be fair almost every week. Yeah, I totally we'll agree. Be break, we'll be breaking down Clemson game, and then we're going to go to general college football discussion, similar to how we did today. Yeah. And let us know if you don't like it. If you yes. don't like, If you don't like the fact that we're doing – you know, all of football in one, let us know. Obviously, we want to take criticism. But I think it's a good it's a good balance because we're going to be honest, there's going to be a lot of people that only want to listen to the college football portion. Mm-hmm. And you got your episode. And like I think most Central Spirit members and alumni and everyone want to listen about Clemson Athletics as a whole and what's going on in Central Spirit, we got that as well. We're going to try think- to – That'll probably be more around like a 30 minute episode. Yeah, it's gonna be like 30 to 45 minutes. And that'll you know, have once. that'll have much more of our fun segments on too. 
Yeah, it's going to have, you know, the more traditional food reviews, you know, or let the people talk. We're going to, I was, that's something we're going to bring up at the end. We're going to give a let the people talk. We're going to post them tomorrow, mm-hmm. me and Weston, because we're going to record later this week. So we want to yep. make sure that y'all, or actually the day this comes out, we're going to post it. Yeah, agreed. To get to get some questions from yep. y'all. So, it, yeah, we, we could talk about posting date after, after we... We stopped the recording, but, but that's the question. That's, that's the question. That's the plan going forward. Yep. If you have any suggestions or something you prefer, let us know. But, you know, we think having one college football and then one general. It allow, it'll, it allows the other sports to breathe. Cause I feel like sometimes on our last episodes, we, they may have gotten a little blown over just because we wanted to get to the college football discussion. Exactly. Um, so, you know, we think shot, we think soccer specifically deserves. A lot or- more limelight. The orange wall, I believe we're, we're, we refer to ourselves now as. I, I did see that. Uh, that's that's news to me. I, I feel like we're going to have to uh, have an interview with Mr. Ethan Riley. I believe he's our everything to know about Clemson soccer here in Central Spirit. Um, <laughs> he's going to be our soccer guy through yeah. and through. Yeah, for sure. We will get him on the show at some point. Um, it'll be a time. But I think – Finally, that is all we have for today. Can you think of Just anything me. else that you want to you want to tag on here before we uh, sign us off? My one last segment. Okay. My Jamrog text us this word when you listen to it of the day. <laughs> A word he will only know if he listens to the show. Muffin. Jamrog texts Weston and I in a group chat. Muffin. When you listen to this, the whole thing. So he's got to listen to the whole thing because this is right at the end. Exactly. And we're going to put it in different places. Yeah. So don't you won't always be able to skip to the end. So, Muffin. Interesting. Did you just come up with that segment on the fly, or is that something you've been thinking about? Yeah, I kind of stole it from another podcast. Hey, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Muffin, Jamron. Muffin. Do banana nut muffins for breakfast? I know what. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I need to go to bed. I need to go to bed here soon. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. It has been an absolute honor and pleasure to be back here. Tex, grand old time as usual. Glad we're getting back into the swing of things. Um, as always, you can find us on our socials, uh, me and Tex and Central Spirit. Um, Central Spirit is at CU Central Spirit on all platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Um, Tex is on all his platforms at NSV7151, and I'm still as lame as I was um, when we started this thing. I only have an Instagram. I've Someone has almost convinced me to get a TikTok. I'm that bored out here in Texas sometimes, but um, we're- You're going to get a TikTok before you get a Twitter or a Snapchat? So I had a Twitter, and Twitter just became too toxic for me, and I deleted it. It's brutal. Yeah, it, it is what it is. But I am at West K Wit on Instagram. Obviously, I will keep you, you good folks of the and TikTok. Rolls. I'm not on TikTok, but I will keep you posted if that ever changes. Um, Weston's gonna start dancing on TikTok. <laughs> Psych, that's the wrong number. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> it's bedtime. Um <laughs> gentlemen, ladies, it's been an honor, a pleasure. <laughs> Have a good week. Go Tigers. See ya.